like a cold <laughs> I was waiting to see who would be the one to break the silence. Good evening, ghouls. Ha! <laughs> the second person to break the silence is even worse than the first. Good evening, ghouls. My name is Alec, and in my mid-twenties, I discovered I was basically media illiterate. Uh, to get cut up, I joined the Undead Poet Society, ruled by Robert. Hey. And Becca. Hi. If you haven't read or watched today's subject, go do your homework to avoid spoilers, and see if you share our takes or violently disagree. Uh, and when we're done, we will raise our experiences from the dead into poems of varying quality. Today, we are talking about the often imitated, um, I don't know how often <laughs> repeated, Breakfast Club. A confusingly titled movie. Yeah, that's the biggest beef that I have. Absolutely. <laughs> that's your biggest beef? Yeah. <coughs> that and that I alone. Don't know. I don't, everything else in this movie is great. There's yeah, no... like, what are, you, what are you alluding to? Is there any other problem? Um, I was... Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about how the women in this movie take advantage of the men. I was going to say... That I was a teenager who was heavily influenced by movies of this time. Um, specifically Pretty in Pink. I love Molly Ringwald. She's everything that I wanted to be when I was a teenager. Um, she's so stunningly beautiful. She's, you know, I don't know if she's a great actress or if she just plays herself in all the, th the movies that she's in. But, um, I mean, in, in Breakfast Club, she's like the rich girl and in... Uh, pretty in pink she's like the poor girl and uh, i guess she's in 16 candles too real range i don't yeah yeah you know but she's kind of like the same the same uh person but i really like her and um i really like the idea the concept of the breakfast club but i having been raised in a very religious household was not allowed to watch rated R movies <gasps> until I was like. <laughs> in Wait, my what was 20s. the rating for Breakfast Club? It's rated R. Is because it really? It has marijuana, and they say the f word a lot, and Damn. there's a lot of uh, sexual crazy. stuff. So, like, definitely rated R. I was not allowed to watch rated R movies at all, which is a big reason why I haven't seen most of the movies on this list um, for the podcast. But I pined after breakfast club i wanted to watch it so bad as a teenager and i was so mad that i was so obedient to my dumb fake rules <laughs> that um so i never watched it so i it has a very unique place in my heart where like i wanted to be these teenagers in a movie that i never saw but i knew i liked the aesthetic and it was mm. very very shocking to me to learn just how uh, problematic <laughs> this <laughs> the content of the film is. Yeah, let's let, um, let's let's address it off the top. Uh, this the, the thesis of this movie. Ten. <laughs> the thesis of this movie is verbally abuse and harass women uh, until they get into a relationship with you. That's not the thesis, but it is a large part of, uh, of one of the character arcs. Bender gets himself into a relationship with uh, the aforementioned rich girl. I mean, it's not a relationship. Repeatedly and constantly 
verbally harassing and abusing her. It's not a relationship, though, because they all agree that they're not going to talk to each other yeah. after the end of the day. I Wait. Do they agree, or do they say that they wouldn't? No, they start a relationship, because at the like towards the end, he's like, you say that your parents use you to get back at each other. Wouldn't I be like perfect for that reason like the implication being that they're going to go out no ostensibly the implication because going is out like, with him is going to annoy let's her make parents a, like let's do something bad in front of your parents like make out in front of your dad type thing she says like very explicitly in the movie that she's not going to talk to any of them after this after tonight or after the today hmm it's true however that was in the middle of the movie before she went and made out with him in the custodial closet. I don't know. I don't I don't get the vibe that any of them that it, it like anything happened after this day. Even basket case and athlete. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't think any of them talk to each other ever again. I oh, But we don't see that happen or not happen. It's true. So you can say what you want. And believe how you will. But should we do a summary? Do we do summaries on these? We do summaries I on can't these. remember. I can do the summary if we want. I don't Good. know. Unless Robert wants to. You do the summary, Robert. You've seen it more times than we have. Um, do it with some pep. Okay. I guess. Um, so we've got our main characters. Um, Bender, Brian, Alice... Um, Claire and Andy and um, all of these people are like pretty famous actors for the time so it's a it's a very star-studded cast um, of y- young people we've got uh, the criminal we've got the outcast what's her name the, the basket case we've got the preppy girl we've got the jock and then we've got the nerd um, and all of these kids have been sent to detention over the weekend, a Saturday detention, an eight-hour-long Saturday detention for various reasons that we find out throughout the movie. Extremely cruel, IMO. <laughs> eight <laughs> hours of detention on a Saturday I mean, some of these people... Some of the things they were doing? I mean, some of these people definitely deserved <laughs> what they got. I don't know. Sure. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. So, I mean, some of them got, got off really light. Like, yeah, anyways, well, we can talk about it. Um... Finding a gun in your lock, flare gun, but still, yeah, like that's still. a that's a that's a crime, that's a felony, <laughs> you know, like eight hours Absolutely. is pretty generous in my opinion. But cutting class, eight hours in detention? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That still seems. I don't know. Anyways, so they're all in the detention. Um, we get to know um, right away that these people don't really know or like each other, or they just they just don't exist in each other's worlds other than Andy and Claire, who kind of form a bond in the beginning, um, the prep and the jock. And so as the day progresses, they kind of, their barriers come down a little bit because they spend all this time together. There's a teacher who is just like an asshole, like very cynical. Um, I don't know how to describe him. He's he's just like a, he's the guy that peaked in high school, power power hungry, hungry. give him a little bit of power and he becomes like the worst person in the world. You know what I mean? Um, And him and the criminal bender very clearly uh, 
know each other and butt heads. And so he is kind of like a light antagonist for this movie. Um, they get up to shenanigans, you know, making taking the screws out of the door so the door shuts, and Bender's being a jackass the entire time, and uh, slowly but surely their kind of detest or their uh, distaste for each other melts away as they get to know each other and why they do what they do. And a lot of, like... Um, the the reasons that they are there in detention are very like thematic and important to you know their home life with their parents and their friends and their family and the school at large and stuff like that and so we get to learn that like there's a, another side to all of these people um and you know they they do all the classic they did the they do the breakfast club dance you've got the the song they get high in the uh library the uh, teacher has kind of like this talk with the, the janitor who like everyone kind of like makes fun of, but at the end of the day, he's probably the most like well-adjusted person and like very aware of who he is and what he stands for. And so he kind of uh, serves as this, I don't know what you would call him. Like not like guardian angel. Cause he doesn't do anything to like protect the anyone, siege? but like, huh? The sage. Yeah, he's kind. He's kind of like a. He's just kind of like a presence. Yeah, yeah. sage-like character. That's I kind of like that um, description of it. Excuse me, of him. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, Bender does a whole bunch of uh, questionable things um, as he's lashing out and trying to make these people hate him. Um, we find out that Andy is there because he taped the ass cheeks of uh, one of his student or his fellow students together and it injured him and uh brian got an f on an assignment in a class and he wanted to kill himself and he brought a flare gun to school i'm assuming he thought it was a real gun yeah that's that's the vibe that i got um claire was ditching school that's why they laugh is because they're like you really were gonna try and kill yourself with a flare yeah uh claire was ditching school bender i can't remember exactly what he did i think he wrote like he did graffiti or something, and that's why he was there specifically. Like it could be any number of there, yeah. rebellious acts with Bender. He, yeah, he's just a perennial, you know, troublemaker type kid. Um, comes from an abusive home, um, and we find out that Alice, the basket case, uh, wasn't there for any reason in particular. She just didn't have anything else to do, um, and Alice and Andy pair off uh, together and which seems criminal to me but why i don't know <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> seem right andy and alice yeah i never it's obviously it was meant to happen because it's not like it was out of nowhere but i wanted i've always my whole life thought that alice and brian end up together oh I guess, yeah. But Brian kisses his uh, paper that they're supposed to write. Um, <laughs> He's the the. You know, I totally forgot what I was about to say. So you can cut that out. And just keep going. <laughs> no, that's stay Don't in. cut it. No. <laughs> Don't cut it, Robert. <laughs> Please. No. Um. Yeah, and then they uh, kind of go off on their separate ways, and I don't know. For me, and like. Uh, 
my entire life i always thought that like that was it you know they that they had their day together and they found that you know not everybody is what they seem on the outside and sometimes what we project into the world is uh what we want people to see and not who we actually are and that we're not all that different yeah exactly oh yeah breakfast club i should hate this movie more than i did because it's a fun movie of the smh meter because it is i guess the racism is not as high as the other ones other than the fact that there are no people of color in this cast (laughs) Um, it's also illinois in the 80s well i mean no illinois where chicago is so yeah maybe a little oofage they were in chicago like specifically too they say that at one point. Or no, no, no. It's and it's then, a suburb of Chicago. I'm sorry. They do say that at the beginning. I can't remember what the school is called, but yeah, it's a suburb of Chicago. I don't know. The janitor looks pretty swarthy. And then the misogyny meter is <laughs> insane. What do you mean? And then I don't the know what homophobia you're meter is <laughs> insane. The F slur used constantly. I don't know about constantly, um, but yeah, it does drop it quite a bit it's quite a lot um and they they make fun of um even hints of homosexuality throughout the movie um and then yeah but the misogyny is just off the charts it's insane but the the vibes and the aesthetic all of that aside are just so immaculate the fact that the cast is just Seven people, I guess. I was love I was going to talk about there's that. maybe like fifteen I'm a, people. I'm in the a real cast, sucker for a, for a small cast. Mm. And besides the parents who are basically just extras dropping off their kids, you got the five kids, the teacher, the janitor, and like that's I don't know that just uh, it's a that, tight it, it cast. appeals to me. Yeah. Also, the aesthetic of being in an empty school. Yeah. And like that. Oh man. There's something about it. There's something about a school on a Saturday. It's Having crazy. Free reign of your school, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, smoking weed in the library, yeah, amazing. I will say though Love about it. the the misogyny, like uh, meter, part of the SMH meter. Um, I don't think it's it. It's definitely po- like portrayed in a light that it's it's supposed to be it's supposed to be bad. Well, absolutely, but I mean, he Except still gets Bender the girl in the end. Basically, gets what he wants by doing exactly. it. So it's like, oh yeah, that's so awful. But then he he still like it's it's not necessarily always made to be like, oh man, yeah, the bad guy's doing it. But also like, <laughs> he's the bad guy. You're incorrigible. But then also, it's also, like rambunctious rather than assault. <laughs> also like. Um, not even just rambunctious, like it's goofy. Like it, it was funny when he puts his head between her legs, um, under the table. Like it's, it's meant to make you laugh. It's not meant to make you be like, oh man, he's such an awful person. It's meant to like get a rise out of you. It's not meant to make you cringe. It's meant to make you like, oh my gosh, he's so funny. Like boys will be boys kind of thing. And, um, yeah, the fact that he gets her in the end, is just the ultimate cap on all of it. Like. And then the fact that, like, Alice is only 
you know, like worth anything and beautiful, like when after she, she changes her parents to become more. But yeah. he specifically says that he likes her the other way. More feminine. He says that it, I, I he prefers true. her the that's other. True. Like you, he specifically says you don't have to change. Like you, like you don't have to do this. Like true, I like true. you the way you are. You know what I mean? You're right. But the audience isn't supposed to think that. Well, what what is the? <laughs> I don't like. I I'm confused because like the the if the movie says a specific thing. Like, that's what you're supposed to think as the audience, right? Because it's not necessarily. There's still nuance in it. Like, like it's supposed to be seen as, like, well, Andy's this great guy for falling for her. I guess. I don't know. Because she's the weirdo. I just... But. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't see it that way at all. I see it, like, basically in the opposite direction, where it's, like, she does this thing and she changes herself and she doesn't like it, and then... Andy says, well, why I like you the other way. And then, like, that's how she is when they leave. Like, she goes back to how she was, and that's when they have their kiss is when she's looking how she normally no, does. She... They kiss when she's got the white dress on, the white stuff, like, white shirt and her hair. Yeah, I don't think but she goes she's... back to her prior She does appearance. not go back. As she's leaving as they're, like, leaving the... Yeah, no, she doesn't go back. Mm. They kiss when she's all made up and stuff. Like, as outside when they're, like, leaving, like, getting in yeah. the car? Yep. Yeah, she's still in the second stage, second Frieza transformation. All I know is uh, that point at which she's like doodling a cabin and uses her own dandruff <laughs> as like snow uh, dropped the the rating of the movie for me like a solid six or seven percent <laughs> just in general. That's where I hated it so fucking. That's much. where we all fell in love with her. You know, she's just <laughs> she's crazy. She's crazy. Robert likes some wild. Well, I mean, look at me. I was about to say, look at the the, the, the people I'm hanging out the with. Five, I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> we we all know who I'd be, and it's crazy because I feel like Robert would either be Brian or Andy. I'm Bender. You said absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> who am I, Becca? Who am let's I? Do a, let's do a friends test. Jean Valjean. Ooh, I'm the janitor. Nah, you're the I can, teacher. I can live with Don't that. listen to her. Shut up. <laughs> Um, yeah, this movie was like, this could have been one of my first rated R movies. Um, I, my friend Jesse and his mom showed, or his mom showed me and Jesse this uh, movie when we were, I don't know how young, but like right at the perfect age where like these people were a little (laughs) bit older than us. And so like they were cool, um, but we were like about to become them and so we could still feel it was still like super relatable and so it's just like i i like i could see myself in pretty much all of the characters at one point or another um at that time in my life and so it just like super super relatable i loved like this 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 aesthetic this era this uh what's his name john hughes he his movies like they don't really like it's not this isn't supposed to be a real depiction of what it means to be high schoolers. It's kind of like what we talked about with like Babylon and La La Land, where like this, it's this it's is what not it's meant to show you what yeah. it is. It's meant to make you feel how it. Yeah, feels. it's it, this is how it feels to be a high schooler and how it feels to be um, an outcast and stuff like that. This isn't how it actually happens because obviously, like, you're not gonna spark up in the fucking 
library and the teacher's not going to notice you <laughs> know what i mean like you're not there's like like the gla- yeah, glass is shattering when people are screaming and like they're right. <laughs> you know what i mean like none of this actually happens but it feels like it does and like i think john hughes is one of those rare directors that is uh very good at making you feel what it's like even if it's not actually I've completely abandoned not completely I, I like me some grounded stories, but I appreciate a lot more than I used to. Like, I feel like I used to be the stickler for like, oh, that's not how it would actually happen. Or what are the odds of that? And it's like, fuck out of here. Like, I don't watch a movie. Like, if you if you want, like, utter gritty realism, then watch, like, CCTV footage from the inside of a 7-Eleven. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, these are stories. Like, they're meant to make you feel something. They're meant to be different and exciting. So the fact that, like, things don't happen as they normally would is not so great a sin as I would have thought in the past, you know? And like I was telling you guys before when we were out getting pizza by Italiano over at the the restaurant, I I had a good time with this movie in general. I can see what people see in it, and I'm glad that I've seen it because I see references to it all the time. It's one of those movies that I'm kind of like stuck in the zeitgeist, like stuck in the prefrontal lobe of the cinematic consciousness of our culture. Um but I, in particular, have a really big pet peeve with teen dramas, specifically, not, like not 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 with the genre, but with a specific thing they do, which I call the self righteous monologue, where they get into like these little spats and like these debates, and then they'll like whip out like this like minute and a half dialogue where it's like they're eviscerating each other and like like. Yeah, you know, Stephanie, you're right. You've always been right because that's what you need. You need to be right because your fucking parents are dead. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, they'll just, like, go on, like, these self-righteous monologues where they, like, dress down the other person. And sometimes there will be a reversal where the other person claps back and just devastates the other person. And it's, like, the the cinematic equivalent of, like, shower arguments. You know what I mean? Like, after something uh, like frustrating or angering has happened and you're just like like re-rehearsing the argument in your head in the shower and like, oh, this is what I should have said. Ooh, yeah, that would have that would have really dressed them down, you know? Like, ah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I really dislike them. I'm not sure why in particular those get me so good, um, but I, I, I don't love them and there were a few parts where they happened like when all five of them are... Uh, like just lying on the ground and kind of like talking about how like Claire's rich and uh, they're going to forget each other and whatever, which like these are, those are important scenes and that it, it wasn't the entire scene that made me feel that way, but I don't know. It's just a, it, it's a trope that I super don't care for and it made it a little bit harder for me to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Yeah, I do too, but. <laughs> because I feel like that's exactly what makes this what we were talking about about how like this is what it feels like and teenagers are so emotional they have to be like they're they're becoming like rapidly becoming new people in new circumstances and they have to care about so much and they have to feel so much and I remember feeling exactly like that when I was in high school like that's what I was going through like what we were saying about how this is how it feels to feel like a high schooler and I still I still like can empathize with this film and like that feeling even though I'm not in that situation anymore I remember exactly how that felt 
to feel all those emotions and like when bender climbs up the staircase like on the railing and like is just screaming and shaking and like obviously like that doesn't people don't really do that but you I want mean, some to people do in there but you want to so badly and like when specifically in that scene you're talking about when they're like sitting on the ground and bender's just being an asshole to claire and um she's just screaming i hate you i hate you like that like like because she can't win because she's her feelings aren't valid to she's bender because she's as rich. a person because she's rich and, yeah. which i do side with bender on that um the but rich are I've, not real i've been that i've been clear before where like i was bullied so much in high school not because or like it, my whole life like starting i think it started when i was in like fourth grade or something and then until sophomore year in high school i had a bully i had someone who was constantly like picking on me and like no matter what i did i could never win and i just wanted to do that all the time just scream at them and one time i did and um it was not great <laughs> i and it was my fault of course because like i reached into the bag dog. i did no um she almost went columbine on their ass it's um that was a stiff one <laughs> it's just that really <laughs> it's just that really frustrating feeling um of of being a teenager and being in high school and being a like being forced to socialize with people who you aren't used to being around and like learning that people are people and that they all have worth inherently and so like i'm not bothered by those in this film i when i say i disagree i don't disagree with your opinion <laughs> that um that's really annoying. i mean I, I am taking this as a personal attack just oh, that's so that you're good aware. okay um she but i do i do <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great argument becca counterpoint i do have a bomb i really am annoyed with like <laughs> those kinds of arguments but i don't feel like that's what this was i don't feel like this film was like those cringy high school teenager like riverdale stephanie your mom degrassi dead so you <laughs> yeah like whatever you just said like um i don't feel like that's what this was even though it's teenagers yelling at each other i don't like this felt so much different to me than yeah because I, I agree that like you watch something and it's like teenagers saying cringy things like a great example is a book that we read for a book club called let it snow by it's like a anthology with like john green and a couple of his friends um and there that book i think is a, a perfect example of teenagers just like being so fucking annoying and like saying the stupidest things but saying random shit that doesn't matter yeah but i feel like this movie was there's a distinction in my mind between this movie and those kinds of uh I don't think this the the situations in this movie apply to that thing, um, at least in my mind. Like, because I also think that that kind of stuff is cringy and stuff. But for me, this one didn't. Uh, and maybe it's just because I have like nostalgia. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I those parts don't bother me either in this movie. But they ran around in the lockers and slipped and slided all over the place and did funny dances. So everything is forgiven. They sure and this, this and this isn't sarcasm or irony. Like those scenes were just like genuinely fun. The weird thing is with the with the possible exception of um, 
Brian? The the kid with the sweater inside out. Is that is is that right? Is that the, the right name? With with a possible exception of him, I dislike each of them on an individual level, but am in, like enamored by them as a group. Is that strange? Is that weird? <laughs> like I don't like I don't I mean, you're, you're, they're they're presented like all of they're presented in their worst lights. You know what I mean? Like that's I think that's intentional. Like they, when you meet them, you meet like the worst version of them, and hopefully by the end you I can really see. I really went back and forth with Bender in particular because like there are points at which like he just like you know like gives the business to like this power tripping adult. Yeah. Or like stuffs weed into a kid's waistband, and it's just like, all right, he's he's a fun little scamp. And then there are other times where he's like physically harassing women, or uh, just like my parents abuse me, so I'm a more real person than you are. And it's just like fucking exhausting. Like I like it, it was whiplash for me with Bender. Like there were points at which I really really liked him as a character, and other points where I was just fucking exhausted. Well, and I think that's intentional. Him. I think that's what like that you, you're supposed to feel is like he's he's simultaneously like this cool guy that will stand up. But also, like, he is kind of just like his father uh, in a lot of ways. And, like, his mother, like, he he is simultaneously the thing that he hates and trying so desperately to not be that. You know what I mean? And I think that's why he's relatable for, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's like, we we can recognize the things about ourselves that we dislike, but sometimes, like, we do it anyways, and it's frustrating and it makes you hate yourself. And, like, that's what makes him an interesting character for me personally. Even though, like, obviously there's, like, the awful 80s, like... It, it's definitely a product of its time with, like, the misogyny and stuff like that. And the homophobia, like, you... But but I don't, like... Yeah. I, I don't necessarily dislike it because of those things. Like, for me... It's kind of just like a shrug of the shoulders um, because at this point we've seen so much of like the misogyny and like I, at this point I'm like, God damn, these mm-hmm. movies and TV shows, like all of these good ones really are just like this. Like, like have we just always been awful? Yeah, like it's <laughs> like, just like, it, I don't know, like, like <laughs> it's just so cynical about th- those aspects and like luckily I think we're moving in a, in the right direction right now as a society as a whole, but man, these movies... They really, they're not, they're not easy to look at sometimes. And like, I was shocked because I don't really, I didn't like, I've seen this movie dozens of times. I've seen this movie so many times. It's like one of those movies that I used to throw on when I was like falling asleep. You know what I mean? Like I've seen Mm -hmm. it so much and I didn't remember like hardly any of like the really, truly problematic stuff, you know? Because it wasn't as problematic when we were kids. Yeah, exactly. Not saying that it's become problematic. We just were problematic people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, people, people in general were more po- problematic. <laughs> it's crazy to go back ten years. Mm. You know what I mean? Not that long ago, and just like the, the just the words that people would yeah. use. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like I I genuinely don't think I'm some sort of like uh, liberal CNN cuck snowflake. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm generally a pretty robust person i don't get offended by things very much but it's just like the the just the callous like the it's just i feel like we like 
especially our society and our media, used to just punch down so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 100% agree. Like, because everybody can be made fun of. Like, like no, like nobody gets a free pass. You know what I mean? Like, we, like we, we, we need to be able to make fun of everyone and everything. But it was just the, the consistency with which you're just always punching down. Like, always on the vulnerable people. Always on the people that can't punch back. When, like, we need to punch up, yeah. dog. <laughs> like, like, why on earth... Are you going after like women and gay people when like the fucking government or like corporates? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Well, and that, it, that more than that more than anything, I think is, I, I guess, a positive direction in our society is that I think that we punch up more now than we used to. Yeah. And what like what you know MAGA crowd would say is like like cancer wokeness and stuff is just like we just don't want to punch down as much anymore. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not. It's not needed. It's not funny. You can make you can make fun of gay people. You can make fun of Jews. You know what I mean? But like are are you punching down? And if you are, don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it's cuz it's it's easy to punch down, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a lot easier yeah. to make fun of people when you're in a position <laughs> of power um or in a position of privilege, you know what I mean? And so yeah. Um I think that's a good thing. I th- I think we're moving in in the right direction. Um, punch up, punch kids. Up. That's the <laughs> you can punch all you want. I don't give a fuck, but punch up, you know. <laughs> but I th- and I think this movie did punch up a lot. You know what I mean? Like I think it did punch up towards like the, the, his abusive parents and like like the idea of like being who you want to be versus who you're expected to be. Um, I think it did more punching up than punching down. Like in in intention, I think that a lot of like the homophobia and the racism or not racism uh, misogyny is like in in, unintentional punching down. You know what I mean? Like I think I think the directors yeah passive, which obviously is still bad. But I think the intention of the directors was still punching up, which um, I think I don't know. I think it's worth noting. Yeah, I think one thing that it um, exposes that like every teen movie of the eighties did. Um, and I think then on was the abuse of the school system, like the public school system. Um, I mean, obviously we see it's kind of like as a joke, like it's jokey, like, oh man, these kids have to stay eight hours at school and their teacher's a dick and like all this stuff. But like genuinely and sincerely, like there's child abuse (laughs) in this film. Yeah. Um, the teacher's there's... not a good guy. No. Especially when he like corners Bender in the closet and like mm-hmm. begging him to punch him so that he can hit back. To him, fist you know? fight him. Yeah. And, uh, and like there's I mean, teachers see... out there like that. Sorry, you go ahead and finish your sentence before I... <laughs> well, we see a lot of that in this. And then like in Ferris Bueller's Days Off. Days off oh my gosh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Don't like cut it out, Robert. <laughs> they... cut, cut out when I don't say things well, but leave it when Becca doesn't do things well. Um, it's, it's like in those movies, it's presented as like, oh man, these teachers are so goofy and awful. And like, obviously they're the antagonists cause they're the grownups. But then the, the janitor in this film really hits it home when he's like, they haven't changed. You have like, you've just become an asshole and you hate kids. And, um, that's like that's what it is to grow up in our society. 
is that we become so much less tolerant of the people who we used to be, you know? Like, we become so much less tolerant of the younger generation, even though we're exactly, like, we used to be exactly like them. Um, I hate when I see old people who are, like, hating on teenagers. And I'm like, you were an asshole when you were a teenager. Like, mm. your grandparents hated the fuck out of you. And they want you to listen to Elvis, and you did. And you did. <laughs> like, like yeah. you're no different. Like, do you feel like you have the right to be a jerk to the people who are going to run your world simply because you like want to resist that you want to resist growing old. Like I, I want to be nice to children and like specifically to teenagers for as long as I live. Like I, I made a vow with myself when I was younger, like that I will not be awful to teenagers. And if they think I'm cringy and awful and like this weird adult who wants to be cool like so be it i'm not gonna be an asshole to teenagers because like they they are trying to grow and it's painful and i think that's what i think that's what these movies did really well was showing that it is painful to be a teenager because you i don't know there's a lot going on there and um that's a big punch up that i see in these films that I feel like kind of gets brushed under the rug because we see it as like, a, oh, haha yeah, jokey kind of thing. Of course, everyone hates school. Everyone hates teachers. But like, maybe don't try to make kids fist fight you in the janitor's closet. Or maybe don't like yell at children. Maybe be a fucking adult, <laughs> you know? My favorite example of this is um, there's like this passage talking about how uh, the children of this generation uh, like don't respect their elders and don't want to work and are uh, like constantly like disrespecting the gods and such and like you like you start to like like disrespecting the gods what like you like you start to realize that this is some sort of archaic source talking and it's like fucking Cicero or like Pliny the Elder or something <laughs> from like the Roman Senate in like 24 AD and it's like yeah kids haven't changed you know what I mean like Kids have always been what they are, and adults have always complained about it. And the only real charade is that adults somehow convince themselves that they were never the thing they're complaining about. Like, like it's it 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 breaks my heart to see the boomerification of my own generation. You know what I mean? Like, you'll get like these uh, like older millennials on uh, Instagram saying how like the the like young. <laughs> generation of like zoomers are like cringy or whatever and it's like dog when you and i were 13 we listened to the gummy bear song dog <laughs> oh, <I'm a laughs> like, gummy bear. you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> try and tell me that like Fortnite kids are cringy like get the fuck out of here we we had like the hamster dance and shit <laughs> or like, like mustaches and, Chevron and calling things bob and, like, calling everything bob uh, absolutely just like yeah raw xd culture like don't don't think i've forgotten you yeah. don't think i've forgotten your snake bite <laughs> like piercings and your uh hot topic fascination with fucking invaders gone but never forgotten <laughs> like, you know gone but never forgotten boys <laughs> yeah um i just don't understand i'm really glad to have seen this movie yeah i don't i don't understand teachers that have beef with literal children. You know what I mean? <laughs> literal children. Like, Minors. I had this guy. His name was Mr. Bowl. 
and you're beefing with a tween dog. He was like this <laughs> old ass dude, and I had him for homeroom. And so, for, so I had him for a class where we literally didn't have assignments. Like it was just a place where you could like do some homework and like chit chat with the people around you if you didn't have homework. Home period or yeah, whatever home, it was yeah, called. Yeah, homeroom. Yeah. And I like he was just an asshole. Like I don't know what his d- beef was with me, but like he was always like. I was always getting in trouble for just doing the things that everyone else in the class was doing. And he, I was sitting there with my friend, uh, Davon and he walked up and he was like, you know, Davon, um, you, you should stop hanging out with Robert cause this kid's not going places and he's going to drag you down. And I'm like, what the Damn. fuck dude? I'm literally, <laughs> I was, I was literally like, 14 <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you that's very funny and like he was a substitute teacher too like he was like a long-term sub and so i'm like brother yeah, talk about going nowhere. yeah i'm like brother like you're you're like you're a long-term sub at like in the shittiest school district in the entire country like I, like i don't know what you're talking about about going places we're in the same place right now me and you are Literally in the same room nationally <laughs> you know nationally ranked the worst yeah nationally and and the difference is i'm required by the government to be here you chose to be here dog like what decisions led you here <laughs> bro you gotta like contact him and be like hi yeah i'm i'm halfway through my master's program yeah i just and like fuck. i'm going nowhere by I'm, the way i'm i'm a pr- pretty resilient guy like i i <laughs> It doesn't necessarily bother me. I think it's a funny story and like an anecdote to tell, and it like doesn't necessarily, like it never made Still a me a very fucked thing to say to a fourteen year old. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's fucked up, and like I can recognize that it's fucked up, but it's not like I like think about For it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't think about it, and it didn't like like it obviously didn't have the intended purpose. Yeah, or didn't result in the intended and effect. And so, but like fucking if he would have said that to somebody else maybe it would have you know what i mean like unless it was reverse psychology yeah i don't know and he was really trying to make you, better. you owe all of your success well, he, he was walking man. the line because one time i saw him in a fucking walmart and like my girlfriend at the time literally had to pull me away because i was like i'm gonna fight this fucking substitute teacher in this walmart <laughs> <laughs> I, ooh, he made me so mad so yeah fuck him um but yeah, it's just like, what if he said that to somebody else? You know what I mean? Like, like that's so, people are, you never know what someone's going through. <laughs> and so as a teacher, like, it's your job to like, yeah, sometimes, and like, maybe I was being like a little asshole. You know what I mean? Maybe I was being, I don't, I don't particularly remember being. Not impossible at no, all. <laughs> like, I, I, I had issues with school for a while, but I don't remember doing anything like particularly bad. And all of my other teachers didn't treat me like that or none of my other teachers didn't treat me like that you know what i mean like and so like i don't know like if you're going to be working with kids you got to have that level of awareness and i don't know maybe watching movies like this makes can give you an idea of what it's like to be a teenager Mm. but yeah and just just to be crystal clear just to make sure that this is not the fault of my chicken breast smooth ass brain there was no stated reason for the movie's title or the name of the club. No. Right? And I like like not. like upon like it sounds like you've seen this movie several times. I like they they ate lunch at one point, but they called it lunch. Like it wasn't <laughs> like it was that. So new. why why so are, are like are there any articles about this? Like why why did do, they name this movie? I did a lot of my research uh prior to watching the movie. 
because I'd seen it already, and so I was watching. I was doing my research before we watched it together, and I had never even like thought about why it was called the Breakfast Club until we were watching it. Um, and none of like the things that I did research on even mentioned it. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe there was like a, a deleted scene or something where like. It just feels like such an easy thing to include. To add. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just a throwaway away line at the beginning. Like, the teacher walks in and, like, oh, look at this little breakfast club. Like, you know, like. Yeah, or when they're all sitting together and saying, like, are we ever going to see each other again? Or are we going to pretend like this never happened? Maybe Brian says, well, like, what if we eat breakfast together? We could be, like, a little breakfast club. And then Bender can snidely say, like, we eat breakfast at home, dipshit. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Something, you know, <laughs> like, but I feel like uh, it's the, the first time they say it is like the last line of the movie, <laughs> which is kind of yeah, wild. Kind of weird. I don't know. But yeah, love this movie. Even though it's problematic, there's still uh, it still holds a special place in my heart. We should uh, pause for a moment because the amount by which I need to piss is insane. Be right back. <laughs> you start writing your poems, I guess. I think I've got something. Okay. I got something. How'd it go, Becca? Were you able to revivify and necromantically raise the experiences of this media into poetry? Okay, I'm done. Yes. Wow. Alright, who's going first? Who's our first victim? Nose goes. Ah, oh, Becca, you were like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eight hours in a library confined to the presence of five strangers is enough to change the course of a teenage life. A rich kid and a criminal, an athlete and a basket case, a brain, all reduced to a single idea, an aspect of ourselves with which we might not even agree. And at the end of the day, a lifetime elapsed. The strangers are now melded, a patchwork of personalities that have found together that the greatest pains of life are growing into the person we become. Ooh. Damn. Damn. A stream of consciousness right there. Yeah, I like yeah, this stuff. That, that's a lot like my writing that I did when I was a teenager. So I feel like it's fitting. Kind of channeled, channeled it. I channeled 17-year-old me. Hell yeah, dog. She's in there somewhere. She's absolutely in there. <laughs> Maybe she's like 70% of you. Um, Robert, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling something that never really happened, I fell in love with the basket case, hoping for snow to fall on my face. Criminal or nerd, I felt both wrestling in my guts, 
But in the end, all I want is to not be forgotten. Ain't no rich kid in there. Ain't no rich kid in there. The snow on my face line makes this a bad poem. (laughs) Art is not subjective. It is objective, and that is a bad poem. I apologize, listeners. All right, Alec, you ready for us to spit on your poem? Yes. Only if it's in my mouth. Foxtrot down the stair taps. Shit! (laughs) Shit! 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 (laughs) Foxtrot down the stair steps. Rock on the banister. Cast rocks and stones through the window panes which comprise the craniums of the wise and learned and sagacious. Smoke herb and speak bluntly for these days of your lives which themselves burn. You have already caught flame, dear child, and your choices are thus. Let your flame sputter but dimly or burn brightly, brightly enough that the school's fire alarm goes off, whether due to the smoke of your inferno or because you didn't study for the algebra midterm and needed to empty the building. Your your choice, kid, but know this, they'll send you to detention either way. Damn. They will send you to detention either way. Did you guys ever get detention? I never got detention. Yeah. Got detention exactly one time for being out of dress code. What? I love it. I wore a red undershirt, and my school was hood as fuck. Oh, no. We weren't allowed to wear red at our school because of the Bloods Association. (laughs) (laughs) Love that for you. Well, there it is, folks. Because I, (laughs) 14-year-old Alec Mike's out. Like, viewers. (laughs) Little redhead white kid. If you need me to paint a description of myself to you, think of... I don't know, like, whatever, co- like, comedic relief, curly-haired white guy in whatever Jonah Hill movie you need to, <laughs> and then assume that that child Monster is House. engaged in hood activities. <laughs> it is not thus. Rowley from that one <laughs> The cow-tipping kid from Barnyard. <laughs> 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 uh. Well, ghouls. That's it. We're, uh... Punch up. Punch up. Go eat breakfast. Be a teenager. (laughs) Be a teenager and be nice to teenagers. We love you. Or just leave them be. Leave them alone. You know, you (laughs) don't have to be their friend. Please, God, don't be their friend. But like, (laughs) just just leave them. Leave them be. Let Let them grow. Let them grow. We love you, ghouls. Follow us on all the socials. Music your hands by Chase, I guess. Email Undead Poets Society Podcast at Gmail. Love you. Good night. Good night, ghouls. Bye.